welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, author, and historian Terrier G. Sunnison. Terrier is a Norwegian historian of ideas and a nonfiction author specializing in the esoteric and occult. Since childhood, he has been fascinated by magical phenomena such as telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, and healing, an interest based on some peculiar experiences of his own, as well as strange stories told by family and friends. Later, this fascination led to extensive forays into esoteric and occult traditions and also into the science about such phenomena, such as parapsychology. The result is his present book, A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal. Today, he works as a freelance writer. And now your host, Daniel Jackson, with Our Secret Powers, Telepathy, Clairvoyance, and Precognition. Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, Daniel Jackson. Today, we have Mr. Terje Simonson, and Terje is more or less a, a, a historian of uh, of the spiritual of the spiritual realm of the paranormal. Terje, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Daniel. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, I'm I'm glad to have you here because after reading your bio, after looking everything over, and mm-hmm. then looking you up online. Like I said, you are pretty much a historian of all this stuff. I I am a, a spirit medium, and I deal with what is in the now, but because mm-hmm. uh, I don't need to really concentrate on the on the history of it, because I'm just I do readings for people, and I have to get them answers for what's going on in their lives now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean people shouldn't know what has taken place in the past. Uh, what mm. has taken place in the past to get us to where we are now. And I, I think a lot of people just do the same thing. They concentrate on the uh, information that's of, of now, and they don't really go back mm. into the history of it. But I know you are uh, basically a historian of that. So uh, if you can, um, tell my audience what it is that you do. Well, uh, uh, you have summed up uh, some of it uh, quite nicely. So I'm a historian of ideas. And in my research, I have focused on, uh, say, esoteric and spiritual tradition, uh, occultism, uh, hermeticism, Sufi, uh, Kabbalah, Gnosticism, uh, Neoplatonism, and all that kind of esoteric tradition, which are important part of uh, our history, but not so, say, not that recognized within the main community. For instance, in Christianity, you have the Christian mystics uh, and the people know about them, but, you know, it's a bit off the beaten track. And uh, also in Judaism, lots of Jews uh, have heard about the Kabbalah, but not so many have uh, really delved into it seriously. And the same with uh, uh, lots of Muslims. They have heard about Sufism, but not very many have gone really deep into it and that kind. So I, I... say, tend to focus on these traditions that are important, but a bit overlooked in, say, the bigger societies uh, where they stem from. Yes, that's that's correct. <laughs> but, uh, but... <clears throat> 
Oh yes, yes, that's that's quite correct. And uh, but I follow my interest, as you said, detective. You know, you follow uh, the traces that are hot in a way. So so uh, uh, when I l- started to read about some uh, say interesting person or some interesting phenomenon or something, I I follow that and I dig, we go behind and what is this, his or her sources and uh, aha, that phenomenon was part of that tradition. But what where does that tradition hail from and so so i i somehow as you describe it detecting the network and the circumstances and surroundings of the different uh, say occult and uh, esoteric traditions and phenomena and teachers and traditions well you know it's not so easy to say always but uh, some uh, interesting experiences of my own and also uh, trusted friends and family in a Christian community I was part of. You know, they told me about strange thing. You know, seeing other places and uh, you know, seeing the future in dreams and asking God for some specific help in say a difficult situation and suddenly some kind of small miracle appearing and that kind of stories that say the normal official way of looking at life did not have any good explanatory model for. So, uh, and uh, nothing wrong about the Christian community I, I was a part of, but still their explanation was tended to be also limited in a way, because if as some strange phenomenon happened, it had to be either God or the devil, you know. Right, pretty much uh, yeah. one or the other. And, and either way, they were trying to just cover it up no matter what. <laughs> well, yeah, or at least somehow pressure it into a kind of, a uh, limiting belief system i felt because many of these phenomena they are basically quite neutral uh, uh and uh, at least they don't have to be say merely good or merely evil i, I feel it was somehow um, as i said limiting unnecessary limiting so i studied other traditions and way of exploring these i then went into magic, for instance, and also the different um, in Norway, this quite strong tradition for anthroposophy, which is the theosophical uh, variety uh, stemming from uh, Austrian teacher Rudolf Steiner. Many people have probably heard about the Waldorf school, the spiritual uh, school uh, for education and for agriculture and medicine and dance and, uh, you know. So uh, this famous tradition uh, after this uh, Rudolf Steiner, Austrian teacher, a great guy, a doctor in philosophy, but also a true spiritual medium. So he combined, say, uh, the academic traditions with his direct insight in these uh, phenomena. And, and, and in Norway, that had been a quite uh, influential uh, because many artists uh, and dedicated uh, what is called um, a cultural, uh, see, uh, uh, what is called that, Kulturarbeiter. Uh, well, I don't know a specific English word for that, but, you know, people working within, uh, say, journals uh, and uh, in publishing and, uh, yeah. So in the, the, the kind of uh, uh, public cultural sphere in Norway, many of them were inspired bef- because they felt, say, traditional Christianity was too limiting. But at the same time, they were not at all atheists. So they find that somehow Otto Steiner's version of Christianity gave enough space to, to somehow, um, what you can say, grasp the totality they, they, they were looking for. So hopefully that has nothing to do with something like, you know, 
this that made up stuff like Hogwarts and all that stuff. But I, no, I'm no, sure no. when she probably wrote her books, she probably took some type of inspiration from the from from he he himself and the school that he had. Uh, I can clearly imagine that uh, she she I was a bit disappointed because she said she does not really believe in these phenomena and mm -hmm. I was as I said I felt oh no and, uh, <laughs> here we were on the right track and then suddenly but uh, okay yeah, it's, well, at least she has uh, expanded uh, the imaginary room for people so right, uh, yeah. right. but I mean it's unfortunate that the she probably just doesn't believe in it, but she decided to make a whole boatload of money off of it, you know, and they exploit it sometimes. And I, and mm. I, I find it kind of find that also dis disappointing as well. But mm. uh, I've had some experience with that. I don't, I don't know if I could call it magic, but, but I've had an experience with that where I woke up from a dream one time and, uh, but, in the dream i had there was this woman in my dream and she kept saying this word to me all the time mm -hmm. she had her hand above a table and a piece of paper on the table and mm -hmm. i was watching the piece of paper and she was moving her hand and she was spinning this piece of paper and she i kept hearing this word cantations in my mind cantations can't I? Mm -hmm. and I was like what is going on here and then i woke up from the dream I went into my wife's office and was just sitting down talking to her about it and i said can you look that up and tell me what it is and she said all I'm coming up with is incantations. It's a sort of magic. Mm. I was like, yes, oh, yes, yes. okay. Mm. <clears throat> so I was talking to her a little bit. I got up. Now, here's the crazy part. I walked into the kitchen. I opened the refrigerator. I saw a bowl of cherries in there, and I thought to myself, hmm, I'd like to have a bowl of cherries. And when I did that, the, the damn bowl just came flying at me, <laughs> and I caught <clapped laughs> in my hands, and I was like, what the heck just happened there? Mm. Mm. And I went back to my wife and told her about it. And I was like, it's just like it was in my dream. But I said, I didn't say out loud I wanted the cherries. I just thought it in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's kind of crazy. And, and then I thought to myself, how could that happen? Mm -hmm. But I know with being a, a medium, we can make things happen by using our, our, our connecting with our soul and we could probably mm. we could most likely heal ourselves and, mm. and do many 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 other things but mm. just didn't expect it to happen and i was like wow that was pretty cool how do mm. i do it again <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it was such yeah. a pure thought that's how that's, yes that's i understand cool. yes yeah. uh, i have also the interesting story i have also had say seen things in my dreams that uh later have uh, appeared and uh, yeah so so i think you know uh when we are uh, in our sleep um our mental filters are on a small uh, vacation and then we get yeah. more open to say the wider field of information yeah because uh when i when i go into meditation uh, yes. just kind of like in dreams uh as my spiritual guides tell me that in order to get clear messages you must have a clear mind Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, so, they're spot on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My my claim to fame is this book. Uh, I don't know if you have mentioned that for uh, our viewers. No, but... you. But we'll mention it at the end of the video, and then, and then at the end of the at, at the beginning and the end of the broadcast. But uh -huh. absolutely. What? So tell us about the book. I mean, I yes, don't want to get too much into it, but. 
no uh, but a, a central say uh, tenet of of, uh, of my book is what i call the mental internet uh, which is say modern take on this uh, vast field of uh, collective consciousness that we yeah. are a part of and connected with and that is uh, yeah. if we if we first somehow grasp that conception uh, many of these phenomena will be so much easier to say implement and and deal with uh because um we tend to somehow think of consciousness just inside my head or inside right. your head or so but as you started the program or before we start programming that somehow your consciousness is ever present in a way so yeah, and uh, yeah yeah and and if we are just uh, or in a somewhat similar manner as the uh, electronic internet is ever present and uh then you can, of course, download information and you can yeah. send telepathic emails and all that uh, wonderful stuff. So it's so in, uh, the, therefore, the central idea in my book is what I call this mental internet, because after that, say, thought is in pla place, it's so much more easy to, as I said, deal with and, and, and implement the other phenomena. Sure, kind of like... Uh... I tell people they this happens all the time, but they don't realize it's happening. They just think, yes. oh, it was like, it was magic. Like when they think about someone and they think about someone all day, and then the next thing you know, that person calls you on the telephone. Yes, yes, <laughs> this yes. Is, this is a mental thing. It's going on between the two of you. And then you think of the idea, oh, I'm thinking about mm. that person. I miss them. And all of a sudden they call you on the telephone and go, I was just thinking about you. Mm. Yeah, I have to think that Exactly. Because, that is yeah. a very common experience. And also, uh, as a researcher within that, I can tell you that has been uh, experimented uh, with by a famous biologist, a British biologist called Rupert Sheldrake. He's written about that. He called, uh, calls it uh, telephone telepathy. And uh, yes, and it's Anything, also right? been, yes, <laughs> uh, and he, it's also been researched at the University of Freiburg in Germany and also University of Amsterdam in, in Holland. So, and they have found it's uh, what is called significant statistically speaking um i can give you our viewers a short uh, say a presentation of that um if you have one person and he or she get four different phones and there are four different friends that will uh, on uh, specific times call that person and that person is before uh taking any of the phones uh, is to tell uh, the research team uh who's calling and uh, you know uh, because there are four friends that uh, are calling and uh, and uh, the, the chances should be one out of four you know 25% to make a hit but uh, a long series of experiments have shown that uh, the result uh, for normal people not gurus not psychics not mediums and totally normal people they score not I mean. 25 <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think you have bit gifted beyond the average aren't you yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so uh, at least uh, what should be expected is a hit rate of 25 percent but sure. in fact what they get is 40 percent so right. it's a strongly significant and that's people taking just out of ordinary uh, daily life not doing meditation or having right. had kind of revelations or very gifted psychic family or anything like that right right absolutely so I'm reading here. I have a quick question, uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, what uh, What are the sources of inspiration uh, that have been uh, pretty much brought 
been brought to you that uh, helped you to mm. uh, want to continue to do this? Yeah, a great question. Well, uh, own experiences. I have. Uh, I would. As a researcher, of course, one should uh, always be a bit careful to somehow rush to conclusions. But uh, I have had quite a lot of experiences of telepathy myself. I've seen the future many times myself and also have clairvoyant visions of other places a couple of times myself. And and that kind of experiences and, and also lots of trusted uh, people, friends and family. Uh, my grandfather, he was able to hear my grandmother uh, half an hour before she was coming home and uh, you know that was back in the day before the mobile phone and there were no say normal way for him to know uh, as she she could come home one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock four sure. o'clock you know she, she, yeah uh, but he would always hear her before she was approaching home oh, about <laughs> half an hour and then he he went to the stove and put on the dinner because then she would be right around the corner that kind of things and also aunt of mine and uh, her daughter they were having quite strong telepathic connection so i could give you an example that for instance uh, one of them was in another town the other was was sleeping and uh, something special happened to the uh, person being in this other town and this other uh, person in our hometown sleeping would experience the same episode in the dream as the other person experienced in the wake uh, condition so yeah. they they had a kind of telepathic hotline lots of kind of that stories and uh, i met also some people uh, professional psychics some were very impressive and some were not so impressive so i learned somehow to distinguish between those who just want to make themselves interesting and those right. who really ha have opened these channels so yeah, yeah i get some telepathic messages from a spirit themselves like uh sometimes i was sitting in bed one time and i saw these two standing right above me and mm -hmm. uh they were talking to each other and i got to hear the conversation and, yes. and one of them said to the other guy because they sees the light around me and he says hey i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go in and the other one said oh i can't go in and he said why not and he said because i murdered two people and, they, and the other guy was like well i'm going in see you later and then I saw that one spirit standing there and I said, Hey buddy, you mm. can go in anytime you want to. And he said, he just looked at me. I said, yeah, there's a, there's a voice coming out of this light. It's okay. And, mm. uh, and then once he felt comfortable with it, I said, you can cross over anytime you want to. And he was like, I can't, I killed two people. I said, yeah, but you can still go. You just have to have the willingness to want to go. And he was like, Oh, mm. I'll think about it. And then he just turned around and walked away. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, mm. but I mm. get them all the time. I get, voices uh um <clears throat> and that's the way we think we are hearing it but we're not actually hearing it it's actual mm. telepathy thing i was mm. i was putting up some uh, blinds in my room here to make it very dark so i could see some more things because i could mm -hmm. see them in the day but i can see them much more in the dark mm -hmm. and uh this woman came through and i heard right in my mind she said hey nice nice blinds babe and i went <laughs> well yeah because i got to be able to see you better and then she showed herself to me and then mm. I was like, wow, I said, you're very pretty. You got some nice tailored eyebrows there. And she said, mm. thank you. And I said, uh, do you want to cross over? She said, no. She turned around, walked away. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> but uh, mm. but that's the way it happens for me all the time. Mm. But, uh, mm. but, uh, but, but that's not what I do for people. Um, mm. I just, I connect with uh, my spirit guides, which are archangels. And I'm just here to help people to get 
other people on the correct path in their lives and, and mm-hmm. get the mm-hmm. messages that way. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not the, I'm not the type of medium that connects with your mom and dad per se. I can mm-hmm. yeah, understand about them and I can see them, but mm-hmm. it's about angels telling me to tell them things so they can get on the correct path so we can mm-hmm. all get on the correct path. But uh, but it's but it works differently for everybody. We all yes, have, it does. We all have that's, abilities. That's, but we're similar, but not the same. Yes, uh, quite good uh, description. What uh, that is also what I have. Um, uh, you know, uh, as you say, some people get a feeling of hearing this, but it's not hearing. It's uh, it's uh, the technical term is clairaudience, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you have clairvoyance, and but some people uh, have a, more or less just this gut feeling, you know, and that yeah. can be just as precise. Uh, oh, absolutely. Really. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so the different. Uh, I've discussed this quite a lot with some experienced psychics, and uh, very often they have um, problems somehow locating which sense gave this information because it's right. it's it's what they call uh, synesthesia. Uh, somehow it all uh, the cross uh, sensory crosstalk in a way. Uh, so suddenly you see a picture, you get this feeling, you get this taste, even you get so so it's it's well, a kind of yes. Yeah. So it, it's. Uh, uh, it's uh, basically it comes down to decoding telepathic information yeah. by using your normal senses. Yeah, and, and that's what I tell people. The way that I am in contact with spirits, I see them, hear them, feel them, smell them, taste them, everything. They, they bring it all to all my senses, so that way I'm able mm. to uh, decipher it one way or the other. So mm. that's just the way it mm. works. But that's the way it works for me too. But it yes. doesn't work the same way for everybody. But the, because I see spirit twenty four seven, it just never mm. turns off. I see everything yes, from yes. people, the dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, other mm. beings from other places. Because we're not the only world with people on it. But I know some other mediums who don't see anything. They don't see any actual spirit in mm. front of them all the time, and they tell me mm. they don't want to see it because it would scare no. the crap out of them. But they're just people, or they're just dogs, or something mm. like that. Why is it? Mm. Unless it's the the negative ones that I see when they come through they actually glow red and i know what they are at that time but uh okay but even if a, if a dog talks to me the mm. thing about it's strange for me is because one of my main abilities is i cross spirit over into the light and uh, i cross them over but sometimes they ask me questions so i get the answers from my guides and then they tell me and i tell them and then i, mm. I walk them through but if a dog talks to me I hear it in English. If a, mm. if a giraffe talks to me, I hear it in English. I just, that's yes. just the way it is for me. But mm. but I know some mediums who say when they talk to someone who is Spanish, sometimes they, it, all they can hear is the Spanish. I'm like, man, that's too bad. Mm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But for me, it's like a, a universal language all the time. Yes, yes, it is. So it's basically, is info- neat, but, you know. uh, it is basically information. Yes. And that information will be translated into different, uh, both say sensory languages and also yeah so you yourself do you actually ever go on what people would call like a ghost hunt or something like that or is that just no uh, you know i am interested uh, what i uh, uh, apart from describing the phenomena and uh, again my book has lots of good stories and anecdotes with uh, celebrities and famous scientists and experiencing things they were not able to understand and somehow uh, rewriting their life story in, in light of these experiences. Uh, so, so I'm interested in somehow expanding people's horizon by, by telling the, all these stories and also sure. giving some scientific perspectives because in light of quantum physics, it's possible to, to somehow be more 
uh, inclusive towards these phenomena than uh, Newtonian physics. Uh, but uh, also, I'm interested in what we could call the, the Jungian pers perspective. Somehow, uh, I think we are in a process of learning, and uh, yeah. these phenomena can be helpful uh, guides yeah. uh, on yeah. the way. So it's uh, signposts, and, and somehow learn to use this expanded language uh, and and somehow uh, what is called interpret the science in in, uh, in not in a way that makes you neurotic but somehow is helpful and 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 uh, yeah. gives you gu a guiding light on your uh, on your path and yeah. also help developing so so it's it's more that uh, i'm you know i feel people tend often to be which could be good for start, but they are fascinated by the horror aspect. Oh, it's the thrill, you know, it's uh, like uh, any kind of uh, say exciting story or it's the entertainment uh, yeah. aspect. And yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, many people, uh, nice hosts running shows, and I know several of them personally, but somehow it's much more to it than that. And and that aspect of, of as I said, guide towards a bigger perspective on life yeah. and, and on self and self and our task here in this world that is my main goal yeah because uh, i i used to watch the tv shows but i don't have to anymore because it's just no. my life now but yeah it's just the same exactly. tv show over and over again i always yes i always find it fascinating how they walk into a room and they get scared by something but then five or six episodes later they're still scared by the same thing you would okay. think they would just get used to it and go oh, yes another spirit you know yes Why they, but again what does it do it, it causes high ratings, which sells commercials. Exactly, money, exactly. You know, and, yes, and yes. what do movies do? They sell tickets and makes money. Yes, because yes, they, exactly. They make money off of the people's fear, and they know that they Yes, exactly. This, so, but I, I wish that they would understand it. The unfortunate part about TV shows and movies is they brought us a lot of things that are actually not real, but they still use these not real things to get us mm. excited enough to watch the TV. Yes, show the exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's some of the uh, same concern I have. So, uh, but as, uh, we have had some of the shows in Norway that has, uh, they have been quite good and quite informative and and really say educational for people. So, so it's a mixed bag. So um, let me read some of this. Uh, these these. I could I I will I'll ask some of these questions, but uh, uh, but uh, oh, that's a good one. So, what's the difference <laughs> between uh, parapsychology and occultism? Well, uh, parapsychology is a rigorous science. Uh, follows the methods from uh, mainly taught from uh, psychology. And there's protocols, and uh, you have to have controls, and uh, you have to uh, have what is called uh, replication. The experiments and results should be, be uh, able to repeated by what is called uh, uh, what is called uh, independent researchers and that kind of things. So that is, of course, not a part of occultism. And uh, occultism is also um, people tend to associate occultism with something bad or dark and something, at least uh, within Christian communities. Uh, that is not, uh, say, basically yeah, the, the truth. Uh, uh, occultus in uh, Latin means uh, hidden uh, so it's just uh, aspects of the world that uh, usually are hidden for for most people right, so, so it's been kept from us 
Yes, yes. Uh, so um, occultism is more, say, about these hidden worlds and uh, these hidden abilities and uh, and so on. That uh, is the and uh, parapsychology is somehow dealing with the same field, but in a totally different manner. Occultism is, say, existential. It's your personal uh, somehow experience that uh, makes. Uh, uh, is the validation of the reality uh, yes. in the, yes uh, uh, whereas in parapsychology there it is the, the uh, things being able to be replicated and as i say follow strict scientific protocol so um they deal somehow with the same area but it in a totally different manner right yes yes absolutely and and what do you think is the connection in your opinion uh, between uh, normal and paranormal well I have, say, formulated a simple slogan that the paranormal is normal. So uh, it's just we have somehow uh, limited our scope, limited our perspective. And uh, para is a Latin uh, uh, prefix meaning, uh, or Greek prefix meaning uh, beside. So paranormal is just what is beside normal. But if you look in that direction, suddenly it's part of what is normal expand your horizon so it's uh, not uh, it's just as a technical term it's basically basically both things are reality but uh, paranormal is the less lesser known reality yeah 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 absolutely and and as we were talking about earlier you have a you also have a a clairvoyance as well i mean i know there are different clairs do you do you have just the clairvoyance or is there any others that you actually have for yourself Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I might have been losing some words. Could you please repeat? Um, so we, as we were talking earlier, you were saying uh, how you've had some experiences yes, with your yes. own clairvoyance, but do you? Yes. And there are different types of clair, clerical audience, uh, clairvoyance. There's, yes. there's a few different. Do you have any others than just the clairvoyance, or, or? Well, uh, I have had this uh, telepathic experience, and what I have puzzled me most is is. Uh, uh, but I cannot, um, I will not depend on it and call myself sure. psychic, uh, taking customers or clients like that. But you know, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I, I tended to see things that would happen some hours later that day. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, because, that because of waking up out of that pure thought yes. moment and then you get yes. something in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And also, I would say that I have experience to uh, see, see the future uh, in advance, several years in advance. Uh, but then I did not at the time understand what I saw. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they show <laughs> me. Uh, so. Uh, so my experience, one of those experiences, they show me a bunch of stuff. I see a lot of stuff. Some things I talk about, a lot of things I don't. Talk yeah, about yes, because, yes, uh, yes. Because you don't want to scare people too. But uh, one of the things they showed me, uh, so I was in, while I'm in uh, meditation, I can actually talk just like this to them. And then they react. They touch me. They, I get touched from my face for yes and no answer daily, all day long. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then they tell me things as well. But uh they show me like sometimes in in regular video or in a cartoon form and in a cartoon form they showed me a, a man who looked similar like to me who was was writing on these scrolls and i said oh it looks like he's writing something down and then when i said that they put a piece of paper in front of my face that has my handwriting on it and i said oh what do you want me to write a book or something and then i got touched on my face for yes because uh, yeah, 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 yeah. just yes and no answers and uh and I was like, oh, what am I going to write about? And then I heard in my mind, you. And I was like, 
Mm. Hey, I mean, what am I going to, and yeah, talk about, and then that heard life story. I was like, mm. okay, but I didn't have time to do it then. Mm. Uh, it actually didn't happen until four years later, last September, but mm -hmm. it was good because throughout those next couple of years, a lot of the stuff that ended up in the book or was from that, those few years in there. But, uh, but then I just, uh, I wrote it all down and here mm. it is, you know, and, mm. and then they also brought me, um, uh, I'm also able to channel, but sometimes they mm -hmm. just bring messages to me and they brought me these 25 messages for people to, to listen to that are going to help mm. us, uh, to become better people and help us be, yeah, help yeah, other yeah. people become better people. So I wrote them in the book. When I got, submitted the book to the editor, mm -hmm. you know, I, I submitted all these paragraphs. I can't write for shit. <laughs> I mean, okay. everything is horrible. My grammar is horrible. Mm -hmm. but when I submitted those 25 messages, that's the only part of my book that didn't need to be edited. And she said, that's crazy. I don't need to edit any of this. It's perfect. I said, yeah, <laughs> Interesting. I'm yes. Perfect yes. Yeah, but, yes okay. but that's how right. I get messages all the time. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I've seen some things that they, they just put in regular video and it's like, wow, this is kind of cool. But some mm. of it is not so great. And it's in the mm -hmm. future. And a lot of it happened. Actually, one of the things that happened that I got four years ago and then mm -hmm. they told me about was COVID. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, mm. I was actually telling people when I was going out on the festival circuit doing meetings, reading mm. people, some mm. people I told, but I would ask, is it okay to tell this person? They would touch me for no. And I go, okay. So mm. but then when it actually happened, I got like a bunch of messages from people saying they were glad we, they listened to me because I told them how to prepare as well. Mm. Okay, then I got a bunch right. of messages from people who said, I wish I would listen to you. I thought you were crazy. I said, I'm not crazy. You can listen mm. now. So, <laughs> so mm. and I know just through my own experience there that people can get these types of messages, but a lot of people, they don't pay attention to them. They yes. Yes. Them. Yes. Yes. And also, it's also, yes, but it's also important that uh, you have those people being totally close to off from this yeah. sphere of information on the other hand you have of course uh, old hippies on lsd and i know some of them here in my hometown yes <laughs> oh, so funny. how to deal with this field in a constructive uh, yeah, way absolutely. and also uh, uh, for instance the books of, yes and a uh, famous uh, english healer matthew manning uh, he had lots of great uh, paranormal experiences and uh, some of them were quite confusing so uh, he has written about this in his early books so it's to deal with this world in say a constructive uh, <laughs> edificial uh, edifying manner is not always easy no no because not again not everybody listens. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who do are interested and they are, they do become interested because they've all seen the TV shows and the movies mm. and that type of thing. Uh, but, and then as we were just saying, because of the TV shows and the movies, they just want to be, have that wow factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, but mm. I, I do hope that it does spark some people to actually look into it in the same manner that I think have. so. Yes, and hopefully uh, your book will do that as well too. So can uh, that's you, my um, hope, and 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 also as I said, because if you first open, there is also um, a famous uh, magician Israel Ragadi. Uh, he was in fact. Uh, 
uh, pupil of a student of Alistair Crowley. I don't like Crowley very much, but he was a gifted individual. Just his enormous ego somehow overshadowed uh, his in- insights in a way. But Israel uh, Regadim named this, say, vast field of information, this astral f- field, uh, he named it uh, the wor- uh, world of the great deceit because there's so much chaos, just like surfing the internet, electronic, lots of bad websites, lots of yeah. uh, fake news and misinformation so so how to navigate this field of information and also so you of course if you are gifted or have some kind of uh, what is called the spiritual guidance from inside that's beautiful but on you should also uh, be aware of uh, say dirty gurus you know that yes. just want your money and uh, and uh, uh, your sexual exploitation there are so many stories about this so as i said it's an extremely valuable field to open to but it's also difficult to navigate so yeah yeah i i i do some of that i guess you could say in my own uh practice of being who i am that when i do come across someone who is not necessarily telling the truth about who they are and what they can actually do uh, yes i, I will absolutely out them i will tell them yes I will tell that's people, great hey, don't follow this person because they're not actually doing what they say they can do so uh yes and uh as a, there's like there's there's this one uh person who out who's out there who uh who is channeling someone uh, kind of famous called Abraham Hicks. And mm-hmm. I yes, I know, people, I know those. I tell yeah. them all the time, I said, you know, Abraham Hicks, that the spirit of Abraham Hicks is only just a general spirit. They're not actually an angel or archangel. They're not privy to all that information. And you're, if you want to channel someone, great. But if you're someone who's out there channeling someone and then you're charging everyone out there, you charge 500 people to come and watch you for $250, that's mm. when I have a problem with it. Yes, yes, yes. You're, you're, mm. you're giving them information that shouldn't be, shouldn't cost a whole heck of a lot of money. So now you're, mm. you're no longer in the business of giving information. You're in the business of marketing yourself. And that's what yes, that's yes. I have the problem mm. with that. But, mm. uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Abraham Hicks, I, I, I have a friend who who was a medium who went to see the show and I said, why did you go to the show? You're you're a medium. You can get information yourself. Why are you getting it from this other person? I said, you can do mm. it on your own. And they were like, mm. I never thought of it that way. I said, maybe you should, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yes. people just, they don't pick up on that, but that, but again, it comes down to the TV shows, the movies, they pick yes. up on the wow, And wow. also, uh, I will not say it's not possible to learn from, from, uh, from the gurus or the teachers, of course, right. but as uh, bits and pieces that you need. Yes. And on the other hand, in, in, uh, it can uh, perpetuate your own dependency and uh, yes. you can somehow reduce your own agency in your own Absolutely. life. And that then somehow it's, blocking yep. for the, your own source yes absolutely so can you uh just to dive into some more here can, can you tell us a bit about the uh, about the history of paranormal in the uh, western culture uh past present future all that stuff <laughs> yeah if we, you give me 10 hours i can of course do that yeah it's a it's a it's a big theme of course but uh just to to to, to make some basic statements that uh, these phenomena tended to be regarded uh, more often as normal earlier times uh, and you have even philosophies that were open to them for instance if you go into say stoicism uh, uh, gnosticism and that kind of and neo-platonism uh, that was part of a renaissance uh, renaissance philosophy uh, hermeticism and so 
So, uh, but uh, uh, as from uh, about 1500 to 1700, we got in Western culture what is called the scientific revolution. And uh, they uh, became extremely, uh, say, concerned about method. Uh, everything should be, as I said uh, uh, earlier, uh, experiments should be uh, done according to method. Uh, and also, they got an understanding of time and space that were quite limiting uh, and also causality. Uh, it was uh, just uh, when they discovered quantum physics in the early 20th century, somehow this, uh, say, um, limiting beliefs about space and time were uh, up for, uh, uh, say, uh, revision again. So, um, as I said earlier, one tended to uh, regard these phenomena, say, telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, and so on, as more say part of the natural order of things uh, but uh, yeah. then uh, in these uh, say rather short historical period uh, uh, where a limited form of natural science somehow was having the the, the grasp on on every aspect of culture uh, we tended to say disregard these phenomena but uh, as I said, again, after quantum physics entered the stage, there has been uh, at least some great physicists are open to these phenomena again. I often quote uh, Brian Josephson. He won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1973. He's a professor in Cambridge, and he's an experienced meditator, and he's totally convinced about the existence of psychokinesis moving mind over matter and, and also uh, about telepathy and has written about these experiments and so. so uh, kind of like, uh, like the thing that I did in the refrigerator with a bowl of cherries. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be psychokinesis or telekinesis yeah. as they sometimes call it also. Now, uh, would, you, would you also agree that it's probably smart to uh, do some type of uh, uh, do your homework on these uh, different types of methods or type of experimentation before you actually try to do it. Because I tell people all the time, I mean, really don't mess with the Ouija boards, those types of things. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you're going to do your homework because you don't want to invite something in that you're not trying to invite. Mm -hmm. in. would, you, would you say that's a, a good practice? Uh, yes, I, I tend to think along the same li lines. And uh, as I said, the, the horror and entertainment aspect of it. Uh, yeah is it tend to overshadow the the real uh, so so you should uh, uh look at your life and the buddhists are very often better in dealing with these phenomena than say western uh, folks uh, uh, because they say that you have to uh, discernment, you have to discern. Uh, right. Yes. So your, say, personal development is the most important thing for you, your yes. primary responsibility. And insofar these phenomena uh, assist that process, they are excellent. Insofar they somehow confuse that process, mm -hmm, you should be careful with it. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. But, but yes. even like, uh, like one of the questions here that I was going to, mentioned before i read the question but uh uh do you believe that uh indigenous people are, are are closer to uh to having these experiences well because it seems like they they figured it out a long time ago and uh 
And yes. they're still, they still do very well with it. Mm. What, what's your thoughts on it? Yes, they have a culture for not uh, denigrating or, or denying these uh, right. phenomena. And of course, if you uh, tell uh, your family uh, at the breakfast table, you tell about some strong dream you have, and uh, your father or mother say, oh, forget about it, it's just uh, BS. Uh, you, you, of course, dismiss uh, the information, uh, or chances are you... Uh, you dismiss this information, but if you, rather the culture is, ah, interesting, you tell me more, did these birds really speak to you? Did it guide you to the left or to the right? You know, so, and uh, the indigenous people very often have strong cultures for somehow dealing in a constructive way with these phenomena. So that is very helpful to them, of course. Yeah, especially with the, along the lines of the uh, talking and and getting the guidance from their spirit animal. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. To, uh, what uh, totem, uh, as they call totem animals, or in uh, Norwegian uh, Old Norse tradition, is called fylja. You had some uh, spirit animals that you could say communicate and get information and guidance for. So that's yeah, I called. Get, I get a lot f- of uh, fylja. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. a lot of that spirit animal stuff. Where I was doing readings for people yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. at this festival and i had this one woman sit in front of me and she had i said she said what do you see i said let me hold my hold your hand and i'll connect with it and i, I said oh i see this deer standing in front of you but this mm. the deer walks in front of you walks backwards walks frontwards works backwards back and forth all the time and she said what's that mean i said well what the deer is telling me is you have a hard time by making decisions you're a very indecisive person you always you always come up with something to do but then you talk yourself out of it all the time and she was mm. like she was like, yes, how the hell did you know that? I said, well, because mm. you're talking to the freaking medium. That's how I know it. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they ask me questions, but then they they tend to forget who the heck they're talking to. And she's like, mm. oh, I have trouble mm. with it all the time. And I said, well, the re- what you're doing now is now you're taking yourself off of the correct path because you're always on that incorrect path because you can't figure out what you want to do in your own life. You're mm. not actually helping anybody. You're not actually fulfilling your person by 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 helping people because you're always indecisive about what you need to do for yourself, let alone other people. And she's like, yes. Oh my God. You're right. How do mm. I fix that? I said, knock it off. <laughs> That's mm, how you, fix mm. it. you change your ways. That's what you do. But, mm. uh, was, mm. but, but that happened. I did 10 readings yesterday and that was for five people, the same exact thing, because a lot of people have these issues, but uh, mm. not everybody's the same, but uh, so um, tell me, um, uh, so it says here, you mentioned, uh, a few different, uh, types of alternative models, uh, yes. of, uh, of consciousness within your book. Can you give me an example of that? Well, uh, as I said, uh, by, by, by habit, we tend to think of consciousness, just say living inside my head or inside right. your head. Uh, but for instance, the great, uh, English uh, or American English physicist David Bohm, he had a totally uh, different view of that. He viewed the whole world as a hologram where every little part contains information about the rest of the hologram. Yeah, yeah. one one is all type of thing. Yes, and uh, also the poetic expression from older times is uh, the droplet uh, reflects the universe. Everything. So if you go to a droplet, you can see 
the mirroring all the rest of the universe. And he had that view, and therefore there is no strong division between mind and matter, really. And consciousness is not limited to my uh, side. It's reflected through all the droplets throughout uh, the whole hologram. So information is ever-present in a way. And, and that model of consciousness, the holographic uh, principle, uh, that where consciousness is ever-present throughout the universe, that, of course, is expanding our horizon and make it much easier uh, to include these phenomena. And also David Bohm, he did lots of experiments uh, in parapsychology and was convinced about the reality of these phenomena. So his model, his holographic model of, of the universe and consciousness is, is one uh, that can be fruitful in this respect. So, uh, and I got uh, another question here, but I want to ask something else within this question because it says... Uh, uh, can these type of phenomenons that we have going on in the world affect science? But what is your actual opinion on that as well? Because I know uh, so, some of the uh, scientific community that I've spoken to don't mm -hmm. really believe in this, but I but I think they do. But I think they're just trying to hide the fact that they actually do because they want because yeah, I mean a lot of scientists in this world they're only going to give you information because they're allowed to by the people who back them monetarily. But uh, but mm -hmm. I think they hide a lot of it too because they don't want us to really know what's actually going on in the world. So yes, do, do and, and uh, well, uh, as you can lose scholarship and tenure and respect and the funding and money. And uh, <clears throat> so if you somehow uh, go off the beaten track and declare a belief in telepathy, for instance, so that can be difficult. And uh, and uh, many have experienced that. Uh, but there are happening things. I like to, to, to refer to an article because the most famous psychological journal in the world, most prestigious, is um, American Psychologist, and uh, it's uh, uh, released by American Psychological Association. Um, and and uh, they printed an article in 2018 in the May issue. Uh, it's about these phenomena. And uh, they concluded that these phenomena are real, but we do not have a satisfactory uh, explanatory <laughs> model for them. Yes. And yes. Yes. But, you know, as I said, this is uh, very radical. Uh, people say, some people, skeptics say, oh, there are no scientific evidence for these phenomena. But it, there is scientific evidence. And a uh, famous psychologist writing this article, Professor Etzel Cardenia, and he has experienced telepathy and that kind of things himself. So uh, people of uh, the scientific bent should really check out this article article, uh, um, Professor Etzel Cardenia, and it's called um, uh, The Experimental Evidence for Parapsychological Phenomena, and it's the May issue uh, 2018 in American Psychologist. So, so that's a very valuable article if people are interested in the science about, and he also argues uh, from quantum physics and uh, other models of consciousness uh, making these uh, things understandable. So, is, so is there, there, there is movement in the scientific yeah. community. That's my point. Yeah, it just, just there's a little bit. I mean, I remember a few years yes. ago when when scientists actually even uh, even in the uh, Catholic religion, actually came out and said, "Yes, there actually is a soul when it does move on from your body." And we do we do say we do claim we do know that spirit does live outside the body. Outside the body, mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. call them. You know, they are in, in heaven or wherever they are. But we do admit that they actually are, and just. Which, which kind of defeated the purpose of them, you know, uh, 
spouting out to everybody that, you know, if you don't do good here, you're going to go to hell. Well, I mm, mean, you're going to burn mm. in hell, but, but how can, how can an actual, uh, uh, pure energy actually burn in hell? Cause it can't, you know, but, uh, kind of mm. contradicts their own, their own selves. But, uh, mm. but, uh, I mean, is this the, is the reason of the way science handles handles things out here in the world i mean is that one of the reasons why you wrote your book yourself to, to get <laughs> well, the, the deepest motivation i like uh, you know when there are phenomena that are real and people say they are not real i right. am uh, getting intrigued by that and as a, so somehow just i like to as I said, expand horizon for both for myself and for other people in a way. And there are lots of good and exciting stories uh, in this field. And it is important for our own well-being to expand the horizon to include aspects of reality that is, uh, as I perceive them, very, are very valuable to us and uh, tells something about our true nature and that. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, on that completely, I just think what happened is a long time ago, uh, we just decided we weren't going to teach ourselves or each other about this because we mm -hmm. wanted, you know, we, we relinquished the power to a certain group of people a long time ago. We need to take yes. it back. And yes. they are, you know, we come into this world, you wake up in a baby body, you know, and you got your mom and dad above you going, I'm your mom and dad. You're going, I don't know who the hell you are, but okay. And they mm. raise you up and then but you come back into this world, you know, and that is a brand new soul and you're pure and you know a lot of things, but then the mm -hmm. throws a bucket of bleach over top of you, sanitizes you of everything. And then they teach you a bunch of lies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they can have control and power over you. But I, th I think we, I think the only way we get back to, to this being part of our regular lives instead of just bits and pieces is, is learning to, to teach each other the original way that we what we were supposed to be taught in this world, but uh, mm, but mm. you know we have one percent of the population here who is, is in control of everything, and they're not going to relinquish that power because they like the power and the greed and the money and all that stuff. So, but mm. I hope someday, I hope that's why I'm glad like people like yourself, you know, are are Thank willing you. to put these books out there to put this information out there to hopefully continuously wake people up to the idea that this is real this is actually happening and that mm. we need to know about it and need to understand it you need to decipher it in a way that it's understandable for everyone mm. in this world you know mm. thank you now uh, uh, the book has been been uh, I allow myself to show it again so people more easily recognize yes absolutely it. We, don't, we can't just not hear about it we got to see it yes um uh, it has won a couple of awards in the U.S. It uh, won the Parapsychological Association Book Award, and that's quite prestigious. And uh, Dean Radin, uh, probably most famous parapsychologist today in the world, he is very happy about it. And he said, there is no better choice as an introduction to these phenomena. I also, like the, the third eye in the middle. Uh, yes, and also this... Uh, golden network of consciousness all connected. Uh, all connected exactly yeah. so uh it has been quite well received by uh, that part of the scientific community being interested in these phenomena so i'm quite happy about the reception so i hope people will find it and enjoy it and well, yeah uh, do that. Tell my audience where they can find your book. Amazon is uh, the most easy place <laughs> to find it. So uh, yeah, that's where people yes. can find mine. It's easy that way. Yes. So and is all they have to do is uh, just type in your name or type in the name of the book and then it'll pop up? Yes, it will. So, and uh, if they remember my first name, it will pop up very easily. Taria. Yeah. 
Not yes. too many people out there with Drift Virtual. Exactly. So it's <laughs> very easy to find. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And 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 do you also have, do you actually have a website as well that they could find? Well, uh, if they go to Amazon, there's a link to to the books website at at uh, Facebook and uh, a little uh, bio about myself and so so. Cool, cool beans. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, I'm glad you you were able to take out some time and and tell oh, yes. my audience about what you do sure. because I'm, I'm I hope that they become interested in it but I'm like super interested in it because mm-hmm. I, I again like I, I I just delve into the what's happening now but uh, never really paid attention to what was happening in the future I guess maybe because when I was younger and I was watching the TV shows I was just got hooked on the TV shows but then when it ha- started happening I mean it's always been happening to me throughout my life I've been seeing spirits ever since mm-hmm. I was yes old, but uh, okay. Okay, that I just up. never knew why, but uh, no, but now uh, I could know why because of not just my own self asking questions, but now there are like yourself is put you're putting uh information out there that was from a long time ago with people mm. having some of the same experiences, but I didn't mm. really thought to look into that. But I but I'm gonna look into it now. Now I myself am not a book reader because mm. but my wife will read the book. So okay, yeah, great, <laughs> yeah, great, and she'll great. tell me about yeah. it. Is yeah. is the is the book is it just in uh, uh a paperback book or or can you actually no get it? you can get it in an ebook and oh, it's awesome. e- even even a beautiful uh, red audio book in audible at amazon uh, that's, really? uh, who did yes. the audio version did you do it yourself uh, no uh, a famous english uh, voice actor uh, called robbie stevens i think he's the voice of many video games all over the world so he's got uh, he's, the voice for it Yes, and uh, he is an excellent. He's got this uh, British uh, Queen's English, as oh, they cool. call it. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear somebody from Britain, I'm like, oh my god, I love that. I love the sound of that voice. Uh, you know, it's it's a kind of music just to listen to his voice. So uh, yeah. I like it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I had a friend who uh, used to have a GPS unit in his car, and every time he liked driving around this car, using it because it was a woman's voice speaking in this British accent. Yes, he was like, it, it, I, I keep falling in love every with her every time. <laughs> I yes. Get my car but uh, uh, i can understand no I, yeah. i'm quite happy about the, the audio version uh, as i said he's uh, rather famous this guy so mm. yeah people quality. keep telling me they want me to do an audio version, version of my book because even though whenever they buy my book and they've heard my voice already they say it sounds like me reading it to them but they would actually yes. like to hear me reading it to them. yes so. uh, but why not yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot unless I screw it up a lot. But but I'll just keep trying. Yeah, I'll probably mm. screw up my own words, but I get it. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show today, and uh, and I really I really enjoyed. I'm just going to con- continue uh, reading this, but I'm going to have my uh, wife uh, check out your book and read the book because I'm I'm really interested in it. And then and not only do I want her to read it, I want all of everyone that I know who who, is, who will read this because I believe that too. I believe that they they need to look, know the history of this. It isn't just the TV shows and movies. That mm. that's, that's just a little part of it. You know, they need yes. to know the whole it's part a, of it, not just it's a great philosophical tradition. Yes, yeah, and mm. and, and and to see that it's it isn't just one person in one type of area no, 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 it's no, happening no. out throughout the world and then Uni- I think universal they, phenomenon yeah and if they read it and they 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 figure this out maybe they'll figure out that we're actually all connected in this world as well you know that that would uh, be to my taste yeah yeah mm, me, too. me too yeah yeah so um, again i appreciate you coming on the show and i hope everyone out in this uh in this world is going to uh 
is going to come across this book, come across you and, and find out some more information. Is there any one thing, uh, one last word you would like to tell people before we, uh, we exit out of here? Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> I stumped you on that one. Start your morning asking for guidance for your life and follow absolutely. that guidance. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and uh, as a, uh, yeah, I, I always do the same thing. I always tell them, you know, before you get up and start moving around, try, try to ask someone yes. else to help you move around. So that way you don't feel like you're walking around blindly through your life. Mm, yes. Yeah. Some, some of the same is. Not too bad, right? All right. Well, all right, everyone out there, I hope you have a great day. And thanks for hanging out here with Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson and me. And as I always tell everybody at the end of my show, be good and don't do any stupid shit. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>Boom. That was really good, man. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for having me. How many pages is your book? Because it looks thick. (laughs) It is. It's uh, an an English host. He said he got in the post and said it was a big thump in it, as he said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's 450 pages. Yes. That's a lot. It is. Yeah, well, I mean, you have so much to cover. I mean, I can understand why it's... Uh... Yes, so, and also the title, you know, A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal. It had it has to be have some size to somehow yeah, make, I mean, it good, make it good on the title in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can't just be, I mean, like my book's like 138 pages. Yeah. Most of it, it's all about me. And then at the mm. very end, the last chapter, mm. 25 messages. And that's all mm. it needed to be just to get their attention. So, you know, with mine... I want them to read about me, but only for the fact that because I want them to understand that if if whatever they're going through, if they're going through the same things that I went through to do what Mm. I did in the book, which is reach out and find people to help me. And that's what I want people to do, but not just in the way that I do, but in anything in our lives, there's eight eight billion of us here. We should be able to reach out and talk to each other, but uh, can't definitely. But uh, so, so that that is also in a, a way my message with the book. But you know, right. um, uh, and I say something about. Uh, but I, I somehow have uh, tuned down my my uh, me thing uh, and sure. going for yes. That that, that is uh, that, that is a choice, and I also felt it was needed to do it that way. So a long story, but uh, I, I uh, definitely. Uh, Say um, uh, great value what you contribute to that perspective you have yeah, also. So, yeah, I just I had to put my story, or they wanted me to write my story so that they will stay locked into the book long enough to actually read those last twenty five messages, and that's what the that's yes. what the whole book is about. But you know. But if yeah, I yeah, just yeah. did that, my book would be like seven pages long. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I gotta yeah, yeah. grab their attention first, and then. Bring yes, them this last stuff. And hopefully, exactly. Hopefully, they implement it into their lives as well as what you do too. Because I mean, then it would, then they will know that's just it's much more than just a movie or a TV show. It's much more. It's more complex. Definitely. So yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, sir. I've taken up enough okay. time of your day. Appreciate. Oh yeah, everyone. but uh, when when we get the, uh, when we're actually going to put the show out. Uh, it's probably going to be a couple of months, but when we put the show out, I will make sure that I send the link for the show to you. So you can please do. I yeah, uh, appreciate what, what it. You want with that. We're going to put it everywhere. And then my wife is going to put all your information on the very beginning of the show too. She does the voiceover type thing. So, and then we'll, we'll put up the, the, the websites and where they can find your book as well. That's great. Thanks a lot, Daniel.
Thank you. Have a great day. Be good. And uh, like I said, don't do any stupid shit. Okay? <laughs> I'll if, try you do, to hear. if you do, don't get caught. That's all. <laughs> Profound spiritual advice. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> now. Bye-bye. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with Terrier G. Simmonson in Our Secret Powers, Telepathy, Clairvoyance, and Precognition. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episode. His book, A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal, is available on Amazon. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.